0: Readers Entertainment Radio presents Booklights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Booklights, where we're shining a light on good books. Hello, everyone. It's Monday. It's a whole new week. And I'm pretty sure this weekend we start getting longer days. So time is passing, even though the world is still sort of on pause. Um, I'm so glad you guys are here with us today, because I have another author on who I know who is a friend, so you guys know I get excited when it's somebody I know, but I can't wait to introduce you to her. It's author Kay Sterling, and she, well, I'll read her bio, and then we'll talk about what she writes, but you will love her books. I can't wait for you to give her a try. So... Here we go. Kay Sterling is just a tired, anxious woman with a MacBook who writes to save her sanity. Writing also allows her to stay home and care for her dogs and cat, and two teenage daughters who are the most teenage daughters to ever teenage and are responsible for all of Kay's premature gray hairs. She also homeschools her teenage autistic son, Alex. And Alex is the inspiration behind Kay's most beloved character, Dr. Aiden Sharp. Before all this magical romance nonsense happened, Kay served in the U.S. Army as a counterintelligence agent. How cool is that? And then went on to teach CI investigations before changing careers and becoming a stay at home mom with Alex and the gang. Kay has been married for many, many years to Mr. Sterling, and he is currently leaving his long career in counterintelligence to narrate his wife's audiobook. Yes, we're totally going to talk about that today, guys, and other things. (laughs) So you can learn more about Kay and sign up for her newsletter right there on her website. I did put a link to that right there on the Blog Talk site. You can click that anytime. Sign up for her newsletter. Follow her on Twitter. She's super funny. And I don't want to delay anymore. Are you there, Kay? I'm here. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Yay! I'm really excited. I'm I'm You're so fun. glad that you came on today. <laughs> so you have a brand new series that I'm so excited because I got to be there at the nexus of the <laughs> series, the the Busy Bachelor's Club. Plus, guys, it happens in like a ghost town in Arizona, and everyone knows I love ghosts and paranormal things. So, Kay, you want to tell everybody about Moonlight and Madness? Why should they go grab it today? Um, well, because it, it, like you said, it does take place in, I think, my favorite place
1: in the country, Bisbee, Arizona, which does happen to be actually haunted. So it kind of made sense to have a, a romance series there in my brain, at least. Um, and it, it's it's a really exciting, fun, uh, modern romance that happens in a kind of very old, small town. So, yeah, I... If, if you like ghosts, and you like queer romance, and you like a little bit of suspense in your romance, then yeah, Moonlight Madness is, is where you need to go. But you probably need to read book one, because that's book two of my, my big weird series that I just started.
0: <laughs> so it's a good series to read in order. They're not like standalone? Um,
1: No. I mean, I, I try to make them just enough of a standalone that if you haven't, but you're going to you're going to see characters that you know, you're going to kind of want the backstory too but uh each adventure is kind of supposed to be kind of like its own little scooby-doo but for grown-ups kind of mystery but yeah there are little stories that there's a bigger mystery that's kind of woven through and yeah the, the backstories for some other characters are kind of tucked in different books so so yeah it's it's not quite a standalone
0: Okay. Well, I was excited and I'm pretty sure readers listening might be interested too. Is, is gay romance cozy mysteries? Is that like, is that a thing or is that are you inventing something? I, I just think it's super cool. What, how'd you come up with that?
1: Okay. Thanks. Well, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know that anything, like I have a theory that there's only like 10 like original ideas in the world and we're all kind of, doing variations on something and I, I i don't know that there's a lot of cozy gay romance mysteries type books out there but i, I don't want to say i'm the first but i i think it is like a small niche that i've kind of fallen into and it does seem to be something that people are like oh yeah I, you know i've not read anything like that but uh i i think that i think kj charles and there's a few authors out there that are that are kind of uh pushing that 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 genre, but it is, it is new and small. And, but I don't, I don't think I'm the first, I hope I'm not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think it's a cool, it's a cool concept. And you have another series that's been ongoing much longer, the Lake Cliff. And is that one, that one's like kind of cozy mystery gay romance too, isn't it?
1: Yes. Yes. Lake Cliff is a huge series. I think it's 26 books now, if you include all the wow. adjacent and spin <laughs> spinoffs. And Lake Cliff is a small, small place, like right outside of Chicago, about an hour outside. But it has that small kind of cozy mystery feel. But then some of the mysteries and the adjacent ones take place like in in Rhode Island in another small town. And so it is kind of a conglomerate of small towns and some in London and different parts of, of, of Europe and One's on a yacht, so that's kind of a – not really a small town, but, yeah, so it's it's all kinds of different themes. There's a little bit of everything in Lake Cliff, but we definitely go back
0: to the small town, cozy mystery kind of theme a lot
1: because, I, I don't know, I think that's maybe my happy spot.
0: Yeah. Did you grow up in a small
1: town? No, no. I was an Army brat, and then I was in the Army, so I think that whole, like, I've always wished I could have been from a small town instead of oh, picking gotcha. up and moving around all the time and you get those romantic ideas about what it's like to be in a small town. And sometimes you get a peek when you live in the right place or close enough to the right place, so you're always kind of chasing that, that ideal
0: that's so funny and i find that lots of authors um the theme of their books actually comes out of their childhood like my books are always about found family and i grew up an only child so i was always home alone all right. the time and so now all my books are about finding your family even though you're not blood related and you know you travel all around the world and you're still looking for that small town right. <laughs>
1: Right. And, you know, I
0: have, like, I think almost
1: all my books end up being in some way about orphans or people looking for a found family. And I think it is kind of that same because I I never got to have, like, a really close relationship to, like, my cousins and aunts and uncles. And I didn't get to keep friends for super long except, like, long-distance-type friendships. So I think I was kind of always, yeah, seeking that kind of deeper bond with people that you'd kind of miss out on when you move around a lot
0: yeah when you're traveling around a lot (laughs) yeah always there well in (laughs) yes there is always therapy (laughs) I highly recommend it (laughs) but but what was um, what was it like I, I wondered too because you always have this little mystery element does that come from your your previous life being in counterintelligence does that play into your books at all Oh, I think I think
1: it does a lot. I, I, I tend to look at when I'm building stories, even if it's not a mystery story, when I'm looking at like how characters think and what drives their motivations, I think that I do kind of go back to that and that cause and effect of, of our decisions and things like that. So you're kind of always doing that even if you're, or I am, even if I'm not writing a mystery. But when I write a mystery, it definitely helps to have that, I guess, that, that process or that, you know, being used to that process and looking at things from that angle. Um, Yeah, for sure. Uh, It's, it's, and then I've always, uh, I've always like been suspicious of people. Like I, I'm always like, why,
0: why? (laughs) What (laughs) makes them tick? (laughs) Yeah. So that kind of helps. That's a very writer thing. We always want to know why, why they do that. What if this happened? So, so do you still have friends in law enforcement? Like do you get to keep tabs on what the newest, you know, um, devices are or all that kind of stuff? Do you stay on top of all that?
1: Um, oh, goodness, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Um, okay. <laughs> it, no, because it was like, well, no, because like in the military intelligence world, it, it does change so quickly, and especially when you're looking at military uh in technology. Things turn over so fast. But the really cool thing about writing the type of investigations I do, it, it tends to be more of the, you know, interview and the the intellectual type of investigation instead of relying on trade craft and spy craft and and that type of although I do in Lakeliff I have a lot of like hackers and, and, and people who play with drones and stuff like that. But I, to stay out of trouble, I try to keep it more like the the, the brainy, thinky type investigative stuff. Because uh, <laughs> there are there are times when Scott's like, "No, no, no you got to take this word out. Don't don't include this word because you might get in trouble."
0: <laughs> I love it. And and now I I mean I write paranormal, so a lot of times I can just slide a little on you know it's some sort of paranormal thing that happens. But when you're writing suspense. Isn't it difficult now that everyone has cell phones with cameras and all? I mean, do you have to, like, drench their cell phone first thing? Or how do you how do you keep them from figuring it out too Everything fast? Everything goes in
1: lake, yeah. Everybody Everything goes in a lake
0: or something to get so we don't have. Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: no, I, I either try to play with technology or completely avoid it so that it, you, you can kind of get away with that in the small town. Because oh, you, you kind of keep those mysteries a little bit simpler or... Um, play on things that, that kind of lean into that small town pace and that everybody's mean everybody went down oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well and you know it's funny because Bisbee was kind it's kind of a dead spot a lot of places in town. So I could kind of get away with that, but, but yeah, yeah
0: it so to speak kinda of helps to keep it low tech. Uh, so when you um when you write these books in all these exotic places, have you been there? Do you like to go where you're setting a book? Um, uh, with Bisbee, it, it is
1: yeah, it's it's a place that I've been, and it's been really cool to write about Bisbee because I miss it so much, and because we can't travel. And if there right. was one place I could go to right now, it would be Bisbee. Um, so, and I think like a lot of times it is places I have been, but then other times, you know, like running around London and Paris or whatever. A lot of it is use a lot of like Yelp and Google Maps and. Uh, to do, like, research that way. So, I mean, I wish, but only maybe, like, well, half the time. Well, dang it, the <laughs> Army not... didn't send you there? <laughs> oh, they did, yeah. I went all over the place with the Army, and, um, but I, I, I have drawn on that when I do things that take place in the Middle East or Afghanistan. Uh, right. I haven't set a lot of for a lot of romances there, because that's, I'm not much of a military romance mm-hmm. kind of writer yet, I guess.
0: But right. I, have, I right. have drawn
1: on that with some characters. Uh, But, yeah, most of them kind of take place in the U.S. And um, as a counterintelligence agent, we didn't – you don't do a lot in the United States because you can't collect on Americans. So it's all overseas stuff. And most of my books are in America.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. This is where we are. (laughs) Where we live. Yeah. Not a sexy (laughs) romantic answer, but (laughs) – yeah, but totally works. Are there other genres that you're interested in trying? How, are you, you know, is gay romance what you've always been interested in, or do you have other genres that you have a secret book in a drawer or something? <laughs> um, well, uh, this is
1: really weird. Like, I always thought that I would go into like military non-fiction or historical military nonfiction. oh and wow right I know I know right right about the periods like between World War One and World War Two. uh so I thought I would start there but then it was it, <laughs> Scott was like nobody wants to read that maybe you should try something somebody else wants to read so it was like kind of like a fun like let's just see what happens and if I like writing romance and it was more of a kind of a just to warm up kind of and get into writing. But then it just felt so fun, and, and it just worked for me so much better. But I think I would like to maybe go back one day and write some some more military-type historical fiction and get into that. But there's so much research there. I don't know how people who write historical fiction or nonfiction. It's
0: true, that's yeah.
1: Yeah, that's so much well, work. Well, you
0: think about it, it's, like, overwhelming. You even have to know, you know, what kind of shoes did they wear? you don't think about it so you're writing it and you're like what shirt did they wear did they have paved streets in this city um you know so Mm -hmm. it it is wild
1: yeah yeah but i would love to write more paranormal too uh but that's that's a whole the way you guys write paranormal because you are doing world building and magic building and then you're working out physiology and whatnot for characters that you know have never existed and that is so exciting to me but that's it's so scary but I would love to do more of that and I'm kind of dipping my toe into it with with, with Bisbee yeah. and some of the but yeah that's I would love to do more of that but boy is that scary stuff like you guys are just making up all kinds of amazing worlds and characters <laughs> and oh, scary scary it stuff. is super
0: fun I hi- highly recommend um. <laughs> So I always ask everybody who comes on the show, because our readers are always really excited to hear what your writing journey was like, because it's different for everyone. And it sounds like yours was sort of collaborative with your husband about, you know, how you're going to do this. But I mean, did you join a writer's group? Did you always want to write? Did it fall in your lap? How did that all happen?
1: I did always want to write and, uh, I, I went to school for a little while for writing, but then kind of chickened out and went into the military because it was easier than, you know, saying, I'm going to do this. Uh, right. so I was in the military and I put it off and I put it off. And then I was doing the stay at home mom thing and I was very kind of lost and like, what do I do with myself? And my husband's like, you know, you always want to be a writer, write a book, but don't write that military his- history book because nobody wants to, <laughs> <laughs> nobody's going to want to read that. So read, write something fun. And that, you know, don't, you know, be so daunting so I, I tried that and I thought he would be the only one to read it so I was like you know what I'm going to make this a full-blown bodice ripper to make him blush and uncomfortable uh, but then he ended up not <laughs> reading it <laughs> he was like, I'm oh, no. it, it. so I published it and it just kind of it, it did really well on Amazon and I self-published it. I was like oh my gosh so <laughs> I, I I did a few more and they were male female and boy were they awful because they were historical and I had no business doing that And then I just, because of, it was kind of like a reader dare, they said, you better not make this character gay. And I said, well, okay, but let me try it out, but give him a different name. And, and, but it just, it worked so much better and it was so much more fun. And then I just, yeah, the bug kind of bit me and I couldn't stop.
0: (laughs) I love that. And now your husband is actually recording your audio books, right? So do you make him blush now? Oh, I all the time, all the time. And I can do it over and over again.
1: It's like, oh, I need to do this again, but make this a little bit steamier. Like dial up the moon a little bit more there. So it's it's, it's all kinds of fun torturing him
0: with it. Oh my gosh, I love it. I was poking around on your website and I saw about him doing the audio books and I went and listened to a sample and he's really good. Oh, thank you. He
1: He is sure that like, I'm the only one who thinks he's good. And he's like, of course, you know, every time I'm like, no, you're doing great. And he's like, oh, you say that because I'm your, you know. But I, I think he did do a great job with him. And I'm so proud. Uh, the way he does my Aiden character, I just, it makes my heart melt because he sounds just like the way I imagined. But I think most of my characters sound like Scott, like in my head, most of my heroes. So so it just. oh, Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, is he going to do all your books in audio? How many books are out there in audiobook right now?
1: I think we have four now. I'm so bad at this. I think we
0: have four now. And the intention
1: was. To get them all out on audio well at least all the lake cliff and have him do them just for consistency but it is mm-hmm. kind of a problem because i am so controlling and such a, a beast that i want to be in the room with him like i sit in the booth and i direct no, like, every God. line so it's kind of yeah so it does <laughs> take a lot of time and so i can't write books when i do that so it nice. is. A, it's a, yeah, so I get kind of pulled back and forth. So it's taking a while, and we've taken a break just to let me get some more writing done. But I would love to go back and eventually do all of Lake Cliff at least because I do love how he kind of established those characters and really just breathes a lot of life into them.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Well, I I thought he did a fantastic job. So anyone who loves audiobooks, go check out Kay Sterling's Lake um Lake Cliff's books on Audible, are they everywhere or just Audible? Uh, I think they're just on Audible right now.
1: But we oh, are okay. planning to take oh. the whole series wide and slowly move out as I get a little bit braver.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, you totally should. But um, anyway, everybody who's on Audible, go check those out because her husband reads them and he does a fantastic job. So you can tell him I said so. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> I'll tell him. That. I'll make a dick because he loves you. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Um, so how do you refill the creative well? It has been so weird writing during this pandemic. At the beginning of it, I was really struggling because just with the world on fire, I couldn't concentrate for more than five minutes. Um, I've gotten better at it because, like, I write with you on Zoom. So I, I, that helps a lot. But, um, you know, how do you refill your well and get new ideas and get inspired? What, what, how, what are you doing? during the pandemic to keep going? That's a great question because I I think I started out
1: just writing at this feverish pace because I was trying to avoid the pandemic, like in the beginning, like the first four oh, months or yeah. so. It was just like get in a bubble and avoid it all and write. But I ran out of steam and I started to really flag and, and get burnt out. And then I found the group and I found you all and it, it Really, I think that has been the biggest source of inspiration and in, in where I go to recharge is because I have this group of amazing writers who I can see almost every day, and it, it's easier to kind of tune out the awful when you have this great kind of – I joke and I call us the coven, <laughs> but it is <laughs> it is like my little council of muses, and I sit with this really positive, lovely group and we all start feeding off each other and we hear like these amazing ideas getting bounced around and we see each other working and it's, it is kind of that creativity begets more creativity. So I'm always being inspired and pushed and it's hard to stay kind of down and and be, uh, you know, hard on yourself (laughs) when you've got all this great energy going and these wonderful people. Uh, But then I guess I just try to, I want to watch, you know, some TV and movies until something kind of like oh you know what I didn't really like this but I would have done this and this and you kind of run in a different direction so I think I'm always trying to kind of keep the the brain hatch open so stuff falls
0: in <laughs> right right do you watch the crime shows do those inspire some mysteries sometimes um I love like murder
1: she wrote in Poirot and and shows like that where it is more of that kind of Problem solving, the thinky kind of investigative stuff. But yeah, I do watch a lot of those, and I love like those big investigator type mysteries with those big characters like that, like Poirot and and uh, J. B. Fletcher. And I'm trying to think of other ones, and my brain is going to blank out. Uh, did did uh, you horrible. did you
0: ever watch Bones? I love Bones. I watched every I episode do. of Bones. I did. Uh, yeah, I did, that and was I got in that like years ago. Yeah, oh, such a fun. good show. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. yeah, and
1: CSI, obviously. I, I think we all watched a lot of CSI, and we kind of learned some basement forensics, I call
0: it. Right? CSI. <laughs> yes, yes, we learned that DNI, it, DNA can be figured out in 30 minutes. Boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just send that off to the lab.
1: Just That's right, their just send it power. to the lab. it's back.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> it just magically comes back on your phone. Woo! Yeah, Yeah. I have a cousin who's a police detective, and she hates CSI. She said everybody mm-hmm. just thinks you're instantly going to know, and you don't, and your whole job is paperwork, and it takes forever. It is. It is. <laughs> I love, like, when you see, like, the uh,
1: stakeout scenes and how it takes, like, four hours, and they're just in the car for a day. But whenever I would teach surveillance, it was like, okay, guys, we might be in this car for two weeks. so <laughs> get comfortable
0: so get comfortable (laughs) and learn how to write reports have some good snacks
1: (laughs) yeah lots of reports lots and lots of reports it's never as fun as tv
0: no no but she i i had her come speak at an rwa meeting once and she said but really if you made your book realistic no one would read it it's so boring (laughs) it's so
1: boring but we still take liberties. Like I like I'm always laughing like when you watch on T V where they do like the chlorophyll over the mouth and it's like it doesn't work like that, but then you go ahead and I put it in my books. <laughs> oh, you put like, the right way in your books. It <laughs> yeah. So it's like we still take those liberties and pretend like, you know yeah. So it's and pretend
0: it works. Science doesn't matter in romance. <laughs> right. <laughs> So what's your favorite um, romantic trope um, in your romances? Do you like enemies to lovers? Do you like friends to lovers? Or what's, what's your favorite? I, I think I really, I've,
1: I've been doing a lot of faded mates lately. Just that kind mm-hmm. of, when you meet that I person, love that. you know that this is the one I've been waiting for or the, the, the person mm-hmm. who's going to complete them. I do a lot of that because I do so many like mysteries and a lot of suspense that I love to set up like a team and kind of have that kind of energy going in to, you know, it's us against the world or us taking down this, this, this evil person. So that's, that's definitely a favorite. And then I think enemies to lovers. I, I do a lot of that too because I love that. Oh, kind me of, too. I hate you. But I want to kiss that you. That push and pull. You know, that kind of, yes. Argh. Yeah. And I
0: hate you even more because <laughs> I want to kiss you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Damn your face! Let me kiss it. That's right. That's right. It's all your fault. Now I gotta kiss you.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: What are we gonna do? I guess we gotta just. <laughs> uh, yeah. Take off our. May, and then and then it's the and then it's the well maybe just once to get it out of our system. That never yeah, works, yep. but they always think it will. <laughs> yep. 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 So. Who inspires you um, writing wise? Who do who do you like to read?
1: Um. Well, <laughs> uh, I a lot of I read a lot of Stephen King and a lot of uh, Thomas Harris, the Thomas mm-hmm. Lambs books. So I still I think we see a lot of those. Even if I'm not writing like paranormal, I still kind of draw on a lot of Stephen King, or even if it's mm-hmm. not horror, I still push a lot of those kind of elements. I, I love the sometimes the jump scares or the, you know, just the characters that just, you shouldn't like them. Like we've talked about yeah. this, like I love Hannibal.
0: <laughs> like you shouldn't right, like him, right. you shouldn't
1: root for him, but i love to make you fall in love with them Like that's one of my favorite, favorite things. Like everybody loves Hannibal Lecter. I'm I'm convinced, but it, I, I, I've wanted to make him a romantic hero. So that's, that's always an inspiration there. And then um, Shell Silverstein. <laughs> so yes. i I've always, that kind of soft that soft we you know take care of each other kind of I love that
0: hmm Well and And Stephen um, King every time I every time I'm teaching craft classes, I always make everybody read Stephen King, The Stand, because the character building is so fantastic and and he every time you read one of his books, the characters are somebody you could know who's down your street and you instantly relate. And I just think every time you read Stephen King you get uh, you know there's always a nugget in there for you of characterization that you're like oh yeah I should do that I I think that's fantastic yeah
1: he was really good at taking those things that we I think we recognize in like the little sweet lady around the corner those qualities Mm -hmm. but like giving them that very kind of creepy weird twist
0: that right there's one thing that's (laughs) off (laughs)
1: Yeah, and we all recognize it about, you know, the little lady in the corner, We're like, okay, that's always bugged me about her. And he always knows how to find that in the character. And and yeah, kind of give you that kind of chill in the back of your neck. So I I do try, I love that. And I've always tried to kind of play up, play that up, or, you know, to either help the reader connect or to give him like, you know, okay, is this the bad guy? Or is that the bad guy? Which one? You know, so, so much right. from him.
0: Yes, for sure. So what's next for you? What are you working on for your next thing?
1: Well, next I am book. currently writing book number three of the Bisbee Bachelor's Club, Unhappy Medium, about our uh, psychic character who doesn't want to be a psychic. Um, and that's <laughs> been fun. And then it'll be book four and then uh, because I'm almost done with Unhappy Medium. So, yeah, then it'll be on to book four. So I'm kind of turning that over in my head.
0: And how many books are there going to be in the Busy Bachelors Club? Eight so far, but then I have
1: already got a Busy Bachelors Club spinoff series planned with with Noah, our, our reluctant empath character, because he just oh, went yay. off a whole crazy direction. Yeah. So so far, eight, and then some spinoff books, maybe three or four. So yeah, oh, that's so fun. It, yeah. Yeah.
0: So everyone run out that. and grab, run out and grab those. What was the first book in the series that they should get first? It's called Haunted Hearts.
1: And then there's Haunted Moonlight and Hearts? Madness and then okay. we're on Unhappy Medium.
0: Great. And they're in Kindle Unlimited too, right? So if you're a Kindle Unlimited person, you should, you can just go start reading, right? Yes, yes, yes. So they're available on Amazon and Kindle Limited.
1: And then, uh, in a few months we'll be taking those wide too so they'll be available everywhere
0: oh my gosh i can't wait so barnes and noble nook Kobo, all those people can all get it yes yes
1: coming soon
0: oh that's exciting well thank you so much for coming on today i can't believe that our half hour has run out we'll have to do it again sometime but thanks so much for coming on
1: Oh, I had a great time, and thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. I, I had a blast, and uh, yeah, i so excited anytime.
0: Yeah, we'll do it again sometime. And everybody, go grab Moonlight and Madness and Haunted Hearts. You will not be sorry. Okay. Thanks for joining us on Book Life. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers.